everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Dr. Wright Breaks It Down for You. My name is Jessica, and I'm here with my dad, Dr. Wright. Hey, Dad. Hi, Jessica. As you all know, my dad is a high school chemistry teacher, but he is also the inventor of the storm safety whistle. And yeah, Dad, we've been getting some mail about what to do when you have an idea. Everyone, you know, is in the shower someday and thinks, oh my goodness, I have the answer to smelly feet or whatever. And what do people do to get these ideas off the ground? That's the question that people come to me and ask me all the time. And it's really important you start out smart because oftentimes you really love your idea so much that sometimes you're kind of blinded. I had a lady one time come to me and she goes, Dr. Wright, I got this idea. It's the best idea in the world. It's a cloth that has a piece of material attached to it and it's long and you can wash your back with it. She goes, it's great. And I go, you mean like a back washer? She goes, you thought of it first? Oh, no. They've been around forever. Oh. And it's sad, though, because she's all excited. The first thing you have to do is you have to do a patent search. There's a lot of places on the Internet where you can type in keywords. For instance, back scratcher. It's at HTTP backslash backslash P-A-T-F-T dot U-S-P-T-O dot gov. Awesome. And it's really kind of fun. I've spent hours on that thing looking at new things. That's what I use to find out about my color-changing toothpaste or underwater whistle. If you put those in, you get all these different patents. So that's a good place to start so you know whether or not somebody else has done this. Otherwise, you're kind of wasting your time. Um, The second thing is I think you've got to be very careful about who you tell your idea to. People will try and steal your ideas, and so you have to be careful about how you do it. Family and friends are good people to talk to because I think you need to talk to somebody to bounce the idea off so that you find out, you know, what do you think of this? But you got to be careful. I think sometimes the family doesn't want you to succeed because they don't want you hurt or they don't want you to change. Yeah. Well, go ahead. Maybe they'll just give you false confidence or false hope like, oh, this is a wonderful idea. You should totally spend, you know, $20,000 on a whim on this idea. You know, I guess you have to have advice from a trusted professional, I guess. You're right, Jessica. Get some trusted professional advice. Friends don't want to hurt your feelings. Other ones just don't know. My brother told me the idea of this loudest whistle in the world, it's stupid. You should open a window, take all the money you're thinking of investing, throw it out the window, and then watch everybody celebrate. You'll get more joy in your life from that than the grief of starting your whistle. Well, I've now sold five plus million whistles and I feel pretty good about my decision. <laughs> nice. So the first thing you do is find a good patent attorney. I've had two bad ones already. They cost me tens of thousands of dollars. Bad advice, bad everything. I finally found a good one and he's a great guy. Now, you can go to anybody in the whole world, but his name is Moreland Fisher. And Moreland Fisher is a great guy. He lives in Irvine, California. And I'll tell you right now, he has been fair and straight with me all down the road. He's the first guy to do that for me. I really encourage you to find somebody in your own hometown or somebody you know who you can trust. One technique. Now, your mother one time, she got a really bad rash on her arm and I had to call a dermatologist. Uh-huh. I don't know any dermatologists. <laughs> what I did is I called some orthopedic surgeon's offices. And I uh-huh. said, hi, I'm looking for a good dermatologist. And this nurse goes, you called an orthopedic surgeon's office. You called the wrong doctor. I go, no, I want to talk to you. You nurses know everything. Who's the best dermatologist around? And she started laughing, and she gave me three names. I called them oral surgeons. She gave me three names. Finally, the same name keep on popping up. I encourage you to, huh. one, ask a friend. Two, ask somebody who's an attorney, let's say a corporate attorney or an attorney for something different, and say, hey, do you guys know a good patent attorney? And see what the secretaries say. They know who's good and who's bad. The bottom line is try and find 
a good attorney and start there. Oh, that's interesting. The second thing is, this is what I did because I don't have any money in the beginning, is talk to old retired professionals. I'd go to the established manufacturing business and say, hi, guys, do you have a moment to talk? And they'd all say, no, we don't. We're too busy. I said, well, do you guys know anybody who's retired or somebody who used to be in the business that I can talk to? And to get me out of their hair, they'd got to give me names of old guys <laughs> who retired. I mean, two weeks later, I was sitting in this basement of this old timer and he spent, I swear, three hours talking about his grandkids. <laughs> and after three hours, he goes, okay, now let me tell you how you do this. And he went step by step by step about everything I've ever wanted to know about manufacturing and inventions. Very cool. The young guys and the guys who are really in the business, they don't have time to talk to the small-time guys. But the old codgers, man, they are wonderful. They know their stuff, and they want somebody to talk to. The next step is to talk to the most important person in this whole invention process, and that's the public. You got to be very careful about talking to the public for two main reasons. One, they'll steal your idea. Two, if you tell somebody your idea for, like you said earlier, get rid of foot odor. Mm -hmm. If you tell somebody, I got this new idea to put hamsters in your shoes. <laughs> all of a sudden, that idea becomes public knowledge. All of a sudden, it's no longer patentable because now everybody knows about it. You didn't try to keep it secret. You let the cat out of the bag. Oh. So you've got to have a disclosure sign. Oh, so that's legally like oh, you yeah. will have trouble getting it patented if you spread it around. Exactly. My patent attorneys asked me from the very beginning, have you disclosed this to anybody? Have you been telling people about your idea? And I said, no, of course not. He goes, okay. Because if you have, then you've made an open disclosure and you can't patent this. Okay. Wow. If you do talk to somebody, you need a non-disclosure non agreement that says, I'm not disclosing this to the public. I'm only telling this person so that we can consult on it. This is not by any means making this public domain. Of course, you know as well as I do, most of your public doesn't want to sign legal papers about anything. So what I did is I disguised my ideas. I'd say, hey, I'm working on a new toothpaste that changes flavor. Now, mine isn't changing flavor. It changes color. But what I do is I disguise my idea. And so really, I would go to the mall and I'd talk to people. You know, I got this new idea. You think it'd sell? And they'd go, that's a great idea. You know, flavored toothpaste that changes flavor. Goes from strawberry to peach. Man, that, that'd be great. You know, and then I'd say, well, how much would you pay for that? Would you pay an extra buck for that if your kids enjoyed it? Well, sure I would. And so what you do is you can disguise your idea. You can get a disclosure. Either one of those techniques is pretty good. But that's basically how you want to start. And it's a good way to go. First, determine if your idea is novel. Is it a new idea by doing a search? Second, determine if your idea has real value. I mean, is the public going to want it enough to pay for it? You can ask the public. You can ask maybe a retired person, friends. But uh, that's how I'd start out. Awesome. I didn't realize how dangerous it was even just chatting. Because, you know, when you have an idea, you get so excited about it that all you want to do is run around and tell everyone, like, hey, I know how right. to make light bulbs last forever. And the second you start telling people about it because you're excited, you can't patent it legally. Wow. That's really yeah. scary. And one point about that, Jonas Salk, who got the polio vaccine, what a wonderful man he was. He invented this technique to help children not get a terrible disease. And he thought he was going to be wonderful, so he didn't patent it. He let it go for the whole world to use. But in doing so, though, he lost control of the idea. And a lot of people started making the vaccine kind of on the cheap because he didn't have control oh. of it anymore. And next thing you know, kids are showing up with polio from the vaccine. There are really reasons why you want to keep control of your idea. And so uh, 
So there you go, Jessica. Thanks so much, Dad, for sharing that. That sounds like awesome first steps for everyone. Tune in next week. Uh, we will have more about the next steps for what to do when you have an idea. All right. Thanks so much, Dad. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye now. Bye.